Paula shot up in the bed. A noise had woken her. For a moment she had no idea what it was. She now understood what was making it. The marching of heavy boots tramping on the ground, getting closer and louder by the moment. Just then she heard a tap on her door. Getting out of bed and putting on the dressing gown that Patty had made for her, she then went and opened the door. A smiling Shelley is standing there. I thought you might like some company. Your first night here and the Germans have disturbed your sleep. Come in, said Paula. They sat on the bed for a while, Paula letting Shelley do all the talking. They do it so as we lose sleep. We French know how to turn these things to our advantage. The noise was on top of them now. The girls sat in silence, hoping the sound would not slow down. They both let out a sigh of relief as the sound passed by, showing no sign of slowing. God help the house they're going to knock the door down off, said Paula. That we pray every night. See you in the morning, said Shelley, as she left the room to return to her own. I will have to be more aware. If we had been sharing the room, she would have known that I had no idea what the sound was when I first woke up. Next morning, Paula was up nice and early. It was not yet 6.30. She got ready for her day with a sense of excitement. Today she would wear the dress Patty had designed for her. She had only worn it once before, the day of Patty's wedding, although she had not been at the wedding. She was sure it was a great day. God only knew when she would get a letter. What a wonderful morning. I'll head out through the kitchen and take a little walk around the courtyard, Paula said to herself. Then she heard the chatting and clattering coming from the kitchen. As she entered, she saw it was her team getting breakfast. You never told me we were on this morning, said Paula. We're not that heartless. This is the third Michelle, and she's called Michelle. Ellie laughed. Michelle is cutting bread and does not look up at Paula. Now that you are up, you can go and pick 20 figs. Paula left the kitchen with the basket in her hand and went in search of a fig tree. She had never seen a fig. She passed some apple trees. The apples were not ready for picking yet. They must have still left some from last year's crop. I really enjoyed that apple last night. The next trees were pears. Ah, these must be figs, thought Paula. She picked the biggest ones. What a ripe fig looked like, she had no idea. But it made sense to pick the biggest, she thought. Holding the first one in her hand and taking a good look at it, its bluey, purpley, greenish skin, 
I like the biscuits. So this is how they start out. Her basket now held twenty figs. She headed back into the kitchen, hoping they would not ask her to prepare them, if they had to be prepared. Madeleine came to her rescue, calling her over to work with her. Go bring me twenty small breakfast bowls. Paula did as she was asked. Madeleine started to slice the figs thinly, one in each bowl. You will get a knife over there. You can help me slice. This I know I can do well, thought Paula. They were a lovely pinkish colour inside. Paula wanted to lick her fingers, fingers, longing to taste them. Now the cheese. Not too much. We are running low, said Madeleine. Then two rings of bread finished off each bowl.